0: Hi, it's uh, Manuel Giudice, and welcome back. This is episode number five of season two of the podcast Leading Your Change Initiative. Today, I want to talk about success metrics and measurements of success in a change initiative. There are different ways of measuring project success, and I think they're all uh, contingent upon what good looks like from that specific project. So they're very contextual. I really want to share a series of um, the metrics and measurements and ways of measuring project success, as well as anticipating whether a project is likely to succeed or not. So uh, I've talked about this at length in previous episodes, uh, having worked with uh, both new and established leaders in, in charge of project and program of change and innovation initiative across different industries. Primarily the three overall objectives of any initiative is to, number one, ensure that there is a technology that has developed and defined and designed in a way that is fit for purpose. It brings clear and simple functionality to stakeholder audiences that need to utilize it. Objective number two is uh, the project has to to meet some concrete budget uh, constraints um, to fall within those constraints or uh, meet timelines, specific time um, uh, time and cost constraints, let's say, right? So being delivered on time and on budget, basically. Um, and number three is the, the 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 value of the project gets communicated clearly across the business, uh, regardless of the type of technology or system changes that are implemented or simplification that is implemented in the business. The business needs to understand in, in ways that are very clear, and transparent, what the impact on them is, be sure that the uh, uh, there won't be there will be limited, if not disruption whatsoever, to the operational ways, the, 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 the operations in the business. But also ensuring that the business is prepared to take on the change, adopt it, and possibly be excited by it, Uh, endorse the change, understand how, why that is important for the organization and why that is important specifically for the group or the business area that that the impacted group is is part of. So these are the three overall objectives. Within these objectives, a lot of different ways of measuring um, uh, whether a business change project is successful or not. Some of them uh, happen during project implementation. Some of them happen after the project has gone live. So uh, some of the some of the stuff that I'm about to share with you is um, is uh, can be valuable at different stages, as I was mentioning before. So, I'm going to start by looking at what Prosci. Prosci is, they are experts in change management, and they've been doing several longitudinal studies over the last 20 years. And they actually, I'm an I'm a, I'm ADCAR uh, Prosci as a change management practitioner. And a lot of the work that they do I actually looked at uh, correlating financial and business metrics, so business outcomes and financial metrics, to uh, what it is to, to, to effective change management. What it actually came down to, they've actually identified three areas of of change management that will actually bring clear business and financial values to an organization. Number one is speed of adoption. So, how fast the business or an impacted stakeholder group can utilize those changes that are being introduced. Number two is uh, uh, proficiency how well the business can uh, use the, the the system the technology the platform the collaboration tool that has been introduced and number three is ultimate utilization which is basically how many people uh what percentage of the impacted area of people that are actually utilizing the system that has been introduced now these are the objective of pair defined by then but what is the what actually the reason why i'm sharing some some of the results some of the results and some of the research that was been done by by Prosa is that from from these uh, from these definitions, uh, they uh, adoption seems to be the kind of the guiding star. This is the, the guiding metric that uh, as change manager as business change professionals we need to work towards. In other words, we have invested in a system There's like a very clear vision uh, from way for for why that change, why the project, why this initiative exists, usually fits into a wider strategic vision for the organization. And there's a lot of clarity from a senior stakeholder point of view on why the change is necessary. But the change becomes uh, oftentimes... There are different metrics uh, to, to measure the success of that specific change. So let's start off by looking at the um, the business case. The business case looks at identifying, and every project is different, but business case looks at identifying both the um, uh, the technical benefits of having a system in place or a technology or a collaboration tool or whichever that might be. Uh, so what are the technical um, benefits in terms of, how fast? how much faster are we able to go are we going to be able to perform certain tasks how many or less steps uh, in the in, as part of the process are we going to be able to have in place and as a result of that how more effective are we at fulfilling specific requests right so these are um, system benefits and they are usually captured and this is just a few examples that will be generally capture the business case definition. You also have a business rationale uh, uh, that is backed up by financial metrics. You will have um, cost benefits, so as a result of the new system there kind of a streamlined set of processes it's going to allow us to perform a set of tasks in a much more efficient way with less manual inputs we don't have to have many different spreadsheets or files that will be circulated and copy pasted into a uh, different location and in people's desktops but everything will be centralized and we'll be able to perform um, uh, tasks in a way that's far more effective, far more efficient, and uh, and, and much faster. As a result of that, you will have cost efficiencies, right? You might need less resources to produce, um, less operational resources of people that that collate uh, information from different uh, data sets, from different sources, from different legacy systems, for example. So these are cost efficiencies. We also have another way of measuring um, the business case definition uh, measuring the benefit of a change initiative is uh, what are commercial benefits that will this bring about. For example, if you look at the example of a financial reporting system, a, um, a procurement department will be able to actually compare... The uh, costs and benefits that brought about by utilizing different suppliers uh, with with regards to a specific service. A single dashboard that consolidates the view of what are the costs and the benefits of relying on different vendors actually it's a very powerful tool for decision-making purposes right so as a result of that you will have uh, the ability to choose your your partners in a way that is more strategic and these are commercial benefits. Another example of commercial benefits ASD is to provide intelligence through a platform or software as a service such as or of collaboration tools but specifically I could use the example of salesforce.com that provides sales and uh, provides a vast vast variety of stakeholders but as an example a sales organization that leverages salesforce.com as a tool they will be able to have insights based on data live data about a prospect that they're about to have a conversation with so a salesperson is far more likely to have informed conversations uh, and, and and turn that prospect into a client, into a potential business deal, into a partner. So these these are commercial benefits, and they can be measured and defined. Again, it might take some time, sometimes also years or months, to define what these metrics, how how they're going to be measured and monitored. But they can be they can define a business case definition. Another way of measuring uh, whether a project is successful and these are business this is all driven by the business case as a first part of, of this podcast uh, this is what i'm focusing on is the control benefits right so if initially you will have uh, 50 control checkpoints let's say you have uh, you are a multinational organization and you have many uh, a set of decisions that are made, they're made in a way that is scattered all over the world and so you have decision points in each of these countries you have a chart department, or payroll, different payroll system for each of the country, for example. Initially, you might have 50 decision points, meaning that each each its operation, each payroll team in each of this country, they are making different judgment calls based on the system they have, the payroll related decisions, right? Now centralized, if you are um, a UK, a US based, for example, organization, you tend to lose visibility of what that control is and also visibility about what are like the cost how much in a human resource how much uh, is your payroll system actually the maintenance the development the upkeeping of the system is actually costing you but also how much your employee base is costing you in that specific location so uh, you have many different control checkpoints that actually dilute your ability to have a centralized command center whereby you can see control center where you can see exactly um, you know how the payroll system flow from end to end how everyone in your organization is paid so um so one of these the benefits that I'm actually laying out here is the the ability to um to diminish, to to have a kind of a better grip on the control of your system on your technology, and how you can centralize it and have a better view um, of 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 each, um, you know, a big a better, also a bigger a big picture view of how the entire organization uh, is utilizing a specific technology or are performing a specific set of business-related activities. In our case, the the, the payroll the payroll system. Now, uh, there are. <clears throat> These were a set of of benefits, and usually they're very well understood by the business, by the business sponsors, and they can usually be tracked not during closure project implementation, but will be tracked after the projects get implemented when the technology have been rolled out and the project is transferred or transitioned to busy you that is when the benefit realization roadmap needs to start taking place that is when your procurement people your procurement expert or professional are going to start making different decisions that is when your product marketing your product management team are going to start choosing more profitable product um, uh, products and product categories over the ones that are less profitable. So the uh, the business case, conversation and metrics tend to be measured all over a longer period of time. Now, going into more the the, the development of, or the, the design of the solution, technology solution and the deployment of the solution, there are there are also of different metrics that actually can help you anticipate and also define whether your project is going to be successful. I'm talking about resistance, I'm talking about resistance management. We have to find that in order to for a project to be successful, there's a lot of research and logic duty and style is that are supporting that there has to be employee adoption. Your people have to utilize the, 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 the outcomes and the business objective, the products of your technology implementation. If they don't utilize that your your investment is going to not be fit for purpose and is going to be almost pointless and bring about a lot of losses, but financials, but also in terms of resources allocated to it. Now, one of the way of measuring is, number one, you have to have a structured change management methodology. That That's not the measurement, though. that's the methodology to ensure adoption. But the measure of it, the change management can use is, you, must, you can have structured, uh, anecdotal, uh, structured interviews and anecdotal feedback. When I talk about structure, uh, st- um, structured interviews, I'm really talking about identifying key decision maker across, makers across the business that are either impacted by the change or uh, will have a substantial influence and power over the success of the change. Hardly because they can uh, supply resources and the supplier's time But also endorse the benefit that you change across their business area. So having structured interviews at different stages of implementation with the senior leaders where you help them see the big picture, provide some updates, but also allow them to feedback to you what is the overall perception at that moment in time, that picture, that snapshot in time, provides you very valuable information around the uh, leadership buy-in, for example. So that's one of the metrics, one of the ways. This is a qualitative way of collecting feedback, but still a very very effective one in ensuring and anticipating potential area of resistance or failure. The second one having a meet project service. These are more quantitative in nature and this can be applied to larger groups of people that are impacted by the change and you might not have the the, the capability to reach out to each and every one of them. We talk about 2, 3 or 4,000 people for example that will be support will be receiving the change. you want to have a, a better understanding where they are on the change journey, how they're aware of it, are they supporting it? Do they um do they understand it in a way that is meaningful to you as a, as a change leader but also to them in terms of impact to, to the business area so what you can do in that case you can have a very short feedback I call it two minutes surveys where uh, you can ask some core questions around what the initiative is about, what are the benefits what are the benefits to the organization what are the benefits to them specifically and what it is that is required of them in order to support that organization and if they know that, if, if they are aware of the support mechanism that will be provided to them during the transition uh, during uh, at go live but also after go live. Now this this is a quantitative feedback and that allows you to understand Uh, where people are and that this is very helpful when we'll if it's been done before a project or live because it allows you to provide some course corrections you can also ask questions in this two-minute survey around specific areas like communication how aware are you how well how trained uh, how what do you think about your your current level of skill is with regards to the new system right so you can identify the key elements the key areas of readiness of your business and then uh, as a result of that, you will we will know if you need to bring about some course corrections to make particular efforts in uh, in you know uh, define and implementing specific interventions such as training or knowledge transfer sessions for example. Another indicator of um, uh, Another metric that you could utilize, on, from a, more from a governance perspective, that can increase the likelihood of business readiness in adopting the change and supporting it is having in place certain dashboards. Um, a dashboard uh, is usually a part of a governance mechanism that allows to identify whether uh, these area, different areas of implementation and the systems, technology, infrastructure are actually being fulfilled. When I talk about uh, readiness dashboards I'm actually particularly referring to the percentage of people in your business that will be uh, positive recipients of the change that has been implemented. Usually every system and technology implementation has Yes, a technical part component has been uh, developed and rolled out, but always has a, a business counterpart. So you must be able to have uh, a, a structure plan, uh, which is basically supported by a dashboard in a case that I'm utilizing for, for the sake of an example as a measurement. And this dashboard actually identifies the different areas of readiness. Uh, I'll give you a specific example. And this is one of the some of the dashboards that I've created and I share with my clients, where I help to create a strong sense of accountability around some relevant areas, uh, business areas that relevant for the business. Basically, I'm talking about areas such as communication and engagement. Are vendors being um, uh, informed? Are um, employees impact Employees being communicated? Do do they understand the change? Have they, um, um, you know, have they received a specific set of um, um, documentation that supports the change, to understand the reason that for being of the change, to understand what are the steps that need to be followed. So, having a sound communication engagement uh, plan um, is is one of, I'm using it as an example of what can go into a dashboard. What I also make sure that is usually captured in the dashboard, a governance dashboard for change management and increase adoption to the change is for things such as testing. Uh, and and you know the different testing readiness activities whether they've been fulfilled or not the other one is katova readiness activities have happy old people lined up from a technical perspective as well as a business perspective to support the transition now you might also have uh, migration readiness uh, planning, or a, an element of migration readiness in the readiness dashboard, but you know whether you know the business resources that need to support migration are available, and what is the process to support it. You might be moving from an old legacy system to a new one there's a new process that needs to be taken on and supported in order for that to be successful so uh, having a dashboard there's a very there are other elements to it I also published an article linkedin um, late I think it was November December last year where I look at there what they are the different elements of accountability and they should be captured in some readiness assessment or readiness dashboard so um, another another element that can actually uh, really Support projects, and um, this is more from a, um, a post collide perspective to ensure that the um, the business actually adopting the change. We've, we've established there's a direct correlation between financial metrics. When I say we, I don't mean like particularly myself, but also the I'm referring back to the longitudinal studies that have shown a correlation between payback period and, and an effective change, managing on management of change. So, um. Another other other, other metrics also after go live is you can still utilize a feedback service for larger groups of of employees. You can still have anecdotal feedback. Now anecdotal feedback is actually a very uh, useful tool if you have defined, if you've taken the time to establish a change network. change network uh, is made up of professionals that are handpicked and selected by the initiative to uh, provide a dual feedback do feedback throughout implementation as well as after go live. And, and these are people that are both technical, they are not specifically technical, they might be technical, but also have an understanding of the operations uh, in the business area they're part of, but also understand what the system, the current system is doing, and what the new system, the new technology is supposed to be doing. So they compare like for like, they can compare like for like and provide with, provide you with meaningful feedback along the way. These are uh, informal networks uh, of people and they, they are usually Usually, when I work with a client or work with a with a project, we define these networks in quite a lot of details and ensure we have the right people on board to provide that feedback. And that's quite important because that will give you a temperature check throughout project implementation, so that after it go live, you will not be surprised by a, a specific pocket of resistance that you couldn't be that you could have anticipated, but you didn't. Now, in terms of after it go live, specifically, as I said before. There are other metrics, and it also depends on different organization what they're up to. But some companies can implement a um, can can integrate um, metrics into their uh, employee performance to measure an employee performance. For example, how a system is getting utilized. Um, what um, some some KPIs, for example, might be tied into the ability of a team to perform uh, certain um, certain tasks in a way that's more efficient and more effective than it used to be before um, the system have gone live. For example, uh, you might also look at. Um, the, uh, the speed of processing specific specific type of information, I can use the example of a, a, digital, um, a digital transformation program whereby if currently the amount of content and data feeds that are produced and distributed globally is of X amount, after go live, the KPI might be tweaked your um, your key performance indicator for your data processing team or for content processing team may actually be changed to reflect the the heightened or the improved performance and functionality of the new system and and having a, a target set after go live and implementation actually also can ensure that you can measure effectively adoption and you can ensure that the 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 um, the the project is actually the the outcomes and the products of the project will actually be embedded into the business so i hope you find this session helpful i went through a wide variety of ways of measuring adoption and metrics and and every project has to uh, pick and choose what works and what doesn't but i believe that an hybrid of both of, of, of different uh, methodologies always, it was always helpful as long as there is a very clear alignment what is, with what is the overall objective that a project is trying to achieve which is basically another formulation of you know having a system or a technology that is fit for purpose and what does it mean for the specific stakeholder, stakeholder group that is meant to be using it.